Open mark with me, Aaron Thomas. Hello, beautiful specimen, and welcome or welcome back to Leave a Mark podcast that aims to be a place for you and I to share our grievances with the world, to share trivial problems that are weighing on us or world crises that are affecting us all. Today we are using this platform to celebrate a figure that has kind of been forgotten from history that I personally wasn't educated on. And of course with it being Black History Month and it being a time to really celebrate figures that we haven't heard from people of colour who haven't been written into our history books, who, ha- who aren't involved in our curriculum of what we learn throughout school for whatever reason. So I'm going to hop on into it. We're out at Dunleary today enjoying the fresh air and before i get right into it i hate to be that person but if you could follow along subscribe wherever you're listening share the episodes to a friend if you think that they would enjoy listening to me ramble on yeah try rate or review or comment whatever you can whatever you can do to support me i would really appreciate it before i get right into mary's early life i want to preface by saying i'm going i'm trying to go off the majority of what mary ellen has said herself People claim that she has embellished her story to glorify herself or whatever, but as you'll see, it's a really he he said, she said with Mary Ellen Pleasant and the press, the media, society. It works both ways, so I'm going to base myself off what I know to be Mary Ellen's own account of things. I'll link articles and podcasts and everything in the description. I... There was an amazing, wonderful podcast from Shakira White. I just came across her while researching this Mary Ellen Pleasant. And she was really fascinating and comprehensive of everything that she was putting together. And yeah, check her out. She was really positive and she was really positive and just very enlightening. So facts and dates with Mary Ellen Pleasant are sometimes skewed. Some people say she was born in 1814. And then it is said that 1817 is written on her headstone. There was also debate of where she was born. Some people have claimed a Georgia plantation. Mary has said that she was born in Philadelphia. Her mother was from Louisiana, her dad was from Hawaii, and she herself was born in Philadelphia. At a young age, between about 10 or 13, she was first sent to Nantucket, Massachusetts to be a domestic servant for a rich, wealthy white family. It was hard to be abolitionists. Abolitionists. When researching Mary Ellen, I heard that her first family treated her very well and educated her in the basics, reading, writing. But but now in this day and age, that was the basic that they could have done for that young girl who was separated from her family, who was separated from her mom and dad. Teach her the basics of reading and writing. But in that time that might have been something rare that serv- that servants and slaves were treated with a bit more respect and they were actively taught how to read, write, work, work in retail stores which are all the things that Mary was able to achieve. She always had a business mindset that's something that I really admire from educating myself on Mary Ellen's story that from young when she was with that family she always had in the back of her mind or in the forefront of her mind that this is a temporary situation I am not here forever. This is just like a means to an end. And that's such an amazing view to have. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves like we have to be doing something, we have to change, we have to do more. 
take the time in this growth period take the time in this temporary time where you know this is not the career you're going to do for the rest of your life take this time to just get that paycheck and actively research and see where you want to go where you want to end up but just know that this is a temporary situation for you things can and will change with her working in retail stores and being a cook around wealthy white men she began to eavesdrop and really take in information take in business tips and tricks investments where to put shares and one thing she accounted herself was what would her life have been if she had if she had an education if she had been schooled and taught and allowed all the opportunities that these white men and sometimes women but very rare women at that time anyway were allowed to do she just learned her things from basic human interactions and eavesdropping and studying people as opposed to studying the actual trade a highly ambitious person from a very early age her first husband was james smith a wealthy contractor from cuba there was a significant age gap between so then when he passes away she is left with quite a large inheritance it is thought that james it is thought that james left mary ellen this money to support the movement to support the fight for civil rights for people of color and that she did use the majority of that money for the cause but that she kept her own lump sum for the idea that she knew she could use the money to make it grow to use the information that she has absorbed to make this money go a long way and to support a lot of movements down the line so when the california gold rush comes along mary moves to san francisco again she becomes a cook for a wealthy family all the while not really needing this money not really needing the paycheck that she was getting from the family because she, because she had that inheritance there but she was doing it again to gain information to gain to gain more and more knowledge on how she could further herself mary's mary's second husband was john james pleasant his name is his name is thought to derive from peasants or peasants he was a close relative of marie laveau's husband who, if you don't know, Marie Laveau is the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Marie and Mary have thought to have met up a couple of times and had some fairly in-depth meetings, and this will come back around to Mary Ellen's story later on. But it is thought that Mary visited her originally when her and her husband visited here, hiding from slave owners who were enraged because Mary and her husband were going around being slave rescuers. John James Pleasance is not really mentioned then much up until his death in 1877. So then Mr. Thomas Bell. Thomas Bell is someone that Mary is thought to have had a complicated relationship with, whether he was her boss or her lover or just a business partner. It depends on who you ask, I guess. But there she lived in a 30-room mansion that she is thought to have built for many, many years. I think the reason that Mary Ellen is a less known figure in our history or society is put down to her controversial ways. She had shares in restaurants and boarding schools and sometimes it is linked that, that she was actually in connection with brothels. So what? Because let's be real, if a man of his time, a white man really, took his business mindset to this level, came from a bit of a down and out upbringing, didn't go to, didn't go to school, college, nothing, took his intel and furthered him and stepped up and up and up the ladder, he would be celebrated. He would have been celebrated then through the streets and he would be still celebrated now. 
but in Mary Ellen's case, a person of colour, a woman of colour, people were a bit iffy. So whatever Mary Ellen Pleasant and Thomas Bell's relationship was, it's pretty much thought that he was the face of Mary's doings. He was the person that got things done for the woman of colour, who would not be accepted in society at the time. Segregation and discrimination was still a huge factor in society at the time. So Thomas Bell was the person who had to get things done for Mary. And it succeeded. Mary Ellen Pleasant was at the top of her game, competing with men and a few women in an entrepreneurial game. She was riding high. She was really seeing a success of what she was doing, of the plans that she was putting into motion. Then there's a side where some people have said up until 1865 is when she first took the census that she was black, that she could pass as a white woman, and she did, to succeed. And that when she got her foot in the door, she brought up all the people of colour with her. She employed people of colour in her businesses wherever she could, where they wouldn't normally be employed. And whatever way she got there, that is a fact. That is what she did. She got people of colour in the door. Mary Ellen Pleasant has also been coined the Black City Hall. That if you needed anything, if you needed to get anything done in a black community, you go to Mary Ellen Pleasant. And she dedicated thousands of dollars to individuals for court hearings, for trials, for lawsuits. And her herself had some successful lawsuits against streetcar companies and different companies in general for, for still allowing segregation, for still not allowing people of colour in their businesses. John Brown was also an advocate for helping enslaved people. He was hung on December the 2nd, 1859 for charges on treason and murder. Afterwards, anyway, they found a note in his pocket that said, The axe is laid by the foot of the tree. When the first blow is struck, there will be more money to help. People believed a wealthy northerner had wrote the note and automatically were looking for this wealthy white northerner from somewhere. Nope. It was little old Mary Ellen Pleasant. She had donated thousands of dollars to, to support the important cause that John Brown was fighting. After, after Thomas Bell died, Thomas Bell's widow, Teresa Bell, Teresa Bell just threw gasoline on rumours, which the press absolutely ate up. Rumours abound then of Mary's involvement in voodoo and used it to, used it to manipulate and eventually that she ate babies. Mary Ellen Pleasant, eight babies, just fucking stupid. But these really began to slander Mary Ellen's reputation. I'm sure not in the black community, Mary Ellen was such a celebrated figure that, that they knew who she really was. They knew how kind and how helping and how much of a fucking boss she was as well. She would get shit done and if she had and if she had some sort of attitude that helped her get that way, so be it. Mary Ellen Pleasant was just a powerful black woman, and the press and society at the time could not handle that. Theresa Bell took everything from Mary Ellen. Her home, everything she had created was under Thomas Bell's name. This forced Mary Ellen Pleasant into poverty. Mary Ellen later died in poverty, with no material items and no money to support her again. The press the press belittled Mary Ellen Pleasant throughout her whole life and they eventually dis and they eventually coined the discriminatory name Mammy Pleasant which was just a name to really belittle black women at the time and maybe still is used but it was just a nasty way of belittling a powerful black woman and when a higher up man wrote to her with an address to Mammy Pleasant she used his piece of paper, didn't want to waste her own, sent it back to him stating that she is Mary Ellen Pleasant, nothing else. So that's Mary Ellen Pleasant's story. I feel ignorant for not knowing such an important story, 
but I'm glad I could celebrate her and discuss the important, powerful things that she did for people of colour. As always, if you have anything you'd like to discuss, please reach out to me. My email is leaveamarkpodcast13 at gmail.com or the podcast Instagram is at underscore leave dot a dot mark underscore. Have a lovely day, night, evening, whatever it is where you are, and I will talk to you soon. Love you all.